0: Solid Rock Church, please go ahead if you are uh, seated and you have not gotten your communion elements. Please get them at this time. Um, if you're not seated yet, and if you are, you might want to get it uh, immediately. Um, I just want to um, just go ahead and jump in with this. Um, you, some of you, most of you, if you've been a longtime member of Solid Rock Church, you know that um, I have. Three brothers, um, you may have forgotten about the younger two, but one of them I grew up with as a full brother, you know fights, arguments, um, being punished together, all that stuff you know um, but two of them are much younger than I am, so they are fourteen and 15 years younger than I am, and I'm a person who likes to study people, especially young people, little people. so I remember my the oldest of the two. Um, was doing. He was swinging something around, <clears throat> and his mom took whatever he was swinging around away from him. Because you know, when you when kids swing stuff around, inevitably somebody's going to get hurt. So his the little the youngest of our brothers was going to be the one that got hurt. So his mom took. They're, they're my half brothers, so, and their mom is white. So that'll just add a little bit of detail to how I'm going to describe <laughs> things. So the mom took the item he was swinging around. So he doesn't look like me in terms of his complexion. He immediately, after she took it from him, you could see color rush up into his face. He turned orange. And he got mad. And he was like, why? 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 And then he just was like, and then he just punched my other little my little brother. Because he was that angry. Because his mom had taken the toy or whatever it was away from him and he just became overwhelmed by the disappointment of his mom taking the item away that first he feels this rage come up in him and then he has to give expression to it. He doesn't, know how to, he doesn't even know how to control it. From this right here it was like he was looking for some outlet and then the outlet was unfortunately to punch our little brother. Today we're going to talk about anger. Most of us are not going to become that angry at this point in our lives. If you become that angry, you're either probably, at at the age you are now, you're probably going to be locked up in jail or somewhere else. But most of us won't struggle with anger to that degree. But most of us will struggle with anger. The Bible in the ESV version, which we read from, mentions anger 269 times. Most of those are warnings or a description of how anger does not please God. So Proverbs 29, 22, a, a man of wrath stirs up strife and one given to anger causes much transgression. Proverbs thirty, thirty-three: for pressing milk produces curds, Pressing the nose produces blood. See, I don't know about the milk, but I know about the pressing the nose, right? That produces blood. And pressing anger produces strife. Ecclesiastes 7, 9. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. In the New Testament, Galatians 20 excuse me, Galatians doesn't have 20 chapters, Galatians 5, 20 uh, lists all, well, Galatians 5, 19 through 21 lists all of these things that Paul says, these people who act this way, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. And one of the things that it mentions is fits of anger. Colossians 3, 8 says this, now you must put them all away. First on the list, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk, From your mouth. And Jesus said in Matthew 5, Have you, you have heard rather, that it was said of those of old, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. That's what you've heard, but listen to what Jesus says. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. You may not be as angry as my little brother, but as mentioned before, we all are going to be confronted with our own anger. And we all have been recipients of the anger of other people. So we want to look at anger not from just telling you like it's a problem, but we want to talk about how God encourages us to embrace the desire to not be angry people and to put some distance between sinful anger and our actions and to do that over and over again so that time passes and we grow so that we're not as angry as we may be used to being. Before we look at the passage that we'll focus on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the gift of eternal life. For truly we need, need needed, and continue to need your intervention in our lives, for whoever is angry with his brother is liable to judgment. We thank you that for those of us who have placed our trust in you through Jesus Christ, that He took on the wrath that we deserve. Therefore, our desire is to please you. Our aim and our objective is to glorify you with our lives consistently, regardless the provocation. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us today, that you would speak to us. I pray that you would speak through me. I pray that I would decrease and that you would increase. Lord, you know each one here by name. And so you know what they need to hear. And so I pray that you would speak to them in ways that supersede my ability to make sounds. And, Father, I pray that you would would help us, that we would have hope for the process of change, because you empower us by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. So we're going to be camping out uh, in James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. We'll read some other passages, but this is the base passage that we will focus on. And it says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The construction of this verses is, is interesting to me because uh, there is something that we are supposed to know. right? He starts, know this. But what is the this? Because letting every person be quick or slow is an action. That doesn't seem like information that you should know. It's telling you what to do. So know this, my beloved brother brothers. Excuse me, that King James will be coming out sometimes. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. The know this actually comes in verse 20. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Excuse me, there's some other verses, other translations coming in. Because one version says the righteousness God requires. Um, But what James is interested in letting people know, so the way we're going to, let me tell you this, the way we're going to attack this processing, this digesting, this is that we're going to look at what James wants us to know. Then we're going to look at what James wants us to do in light of what we know. So what is it that we know? We know that the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So what is anger? Anger. According to dictionary.com, anger is a strong feeling of displeasure and belligerence aroused by a wrong, its wrath, or its ire. What's interesting about anger, the word translated anger in James chapter 1, is that that word is uh, orgy, which which means natural impulse or propensity. Natural impulse or propensity. Yes, natural impulse. My little brother, his natural impulse to being disappointed was to express it in a sinful way. His, his so this is what's, what's wild about this, in my opinion, is that, well, well is, is this. It's, what well, what does impulse mean? Impulse just means it's, it's the influence of a particular feeling or mental state, or it's the sudden involuntary inclination prompting to action. It's the sudden impulse, sudden involuntary inclination promoting to action. So know this, the anger of man. Well, what's anger? It's the natural impulse or propensity. Impulse, sudden involuntary inclination promoting promoting to action. The thing about anger is that it doesn't necessarily have to result in wrong. It doesn't have to express itself the way my brother expressed himself. It doesn't have to express itself in cussing somebody out. It doesn't have to express itself by slamming a door. It doesn't have to express itself by throwing up signs to someone that you know is an insult to them. It doesn't have to express itself, but it is a natural impulse. Natural impulse. And this is the thing about natural... The thing about natural impulses is that we can tend to excuse those. We can tend to sympathize with those. We understand if, if you stub your foot in the middle of the night, you're going to hurt. Right? You, you can't help the fact that you hurt. You can't help that. If you do, it, but you won't be helping. It's a disease if you can't feel the um, that, that can end up you, know, you not feeling some stuff you're supposed to feel like fire. So, I mean, it can cause you to die. So, so even being able to feel, yeah, if you cannot feel pain, some may see that as a blessing, but it's not. It's, it's an indicator that something's wrong or something happened, if we get back to anger, something happened that I don't like. It's natural to want to respond to someone in kind with how they're responding to you. That's natural. But we can't always excuse what's natural. Not when God tells us to do something different than what's natural. We should remember that God, if God tells us not to do it or, or warns us against it, that there is some way he's empowering us so that we do not have to just merely follow the impulse. So just because we understand the impulse does not mean that we have to follow through on what our natural inclination is. One of the biggest blessings, uh, in my opinion, of children having their parents in their lives is that their parents probably can relate to some of the natural impulses of their children. So I've told my children, I mean, my children are grown now, but I remember telling them, like, oh, I understand why you did that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. My response used to be similar. But you you, you can't do that. That's, that's not how we're living. You can't do, I don't remember an, an example, but I remember the practice. I remember the practice of, okay, I understand, but this is what you need to do when that occurs again. When you feel like that, you need to come tell mommy or daddy. Right. Let, let us figure out what to, what to do with that. So our natural impulse, just because it's natural doesn't mean it's excusable in God's sight. I'm sorry, I'll say that again. Just because it's a natural impulse, just because you feel that way, just because it's natural to feel that way does not mean that God gives you the stamp of approval to do what you want to do. Why? Because the anger of man, the impulse of man does not produce the righteousness God requires. The scheme of the devil as it relates to anger is that we would empower our emotions, our feelings, and impulses with ultimate authority. That we would allow it to give us a pass to do what we want to do. But as we'll see, this is why we're supposed to be slow about some things. This is why we're told to be quick about something that's the opposite of what we're told to be slow about. It is possible but the scheme of the devil is to say, you know what, and especially in our day and age currently, yes, everything you feel, people, not everything, but most, most things, I'm from a different generation, so in my opinion, it's everything people feel. is like, as, as one of my, um, this was so funny, I really respect this, about one of, one of my uh, uh, metamorphosis employees, they heard me talking about something, And I was very passionate about what needed to be done, what the solution was. And so this person wanted to point out something that we hadn't done that might change the situation, change the outcome. So this person started their sentence, and I always mess with them with this. You have every right to feel the way you feel. And then they corrected me a little bit. You do have every right to feel the way you feel sometimes. But you don't have every right to weaponize those feelings towards others. God, through James, says no. Why? Because your natural impulses, your propensity, my propensity, not just yours, me. When I say you, I'm including me. It doesn't produce the righteousness of God. The scheme of the devil is to say, you know what? If you feel it, you got to follow through on it. If I feel it, it must be right. But this is what God says Proverbs, Proverbs seventeen, excuse me, fourteen seventeen. A, a man of quick temper acts foolishly, and a man of evil desire, excuse me, evil devices is hated. Proverbs twenty nine eleven. A fool gives vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds back. There's some uh, uh, translations of this word. I think in a also in 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 the Greek, I think that the spectrum um, can just mean spirit of, of the word that's translated anger. Proverb sixteen thirty two: Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit is is uh, than he who takes a city. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 says be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So the devil wants us to, to give our impulses ultimate authority, but at the same time, God's word lets us know that that it is possible to be angry and not to sin. That it, if, if it is possible to not let the sun go down on our anger, then that means Rather than being out of control, we're more in control than we think. We give the devil opportunity when we do not control our anger. I'll just say when we do not control ourselves, period. We give the devil opportunity. But we are supposed to, anger is going to come. What I like about the Ephesians 4 is that anger will come, but the response doesn't have to be what's natural. So we can be angry, and it is possible not to sin. I love this passage. This is in uh, Proverbs. It's, it's, it's just a general, it's just, it's just general, general help, you know. Um, so there's a verse in uh, Proverbs 3, chapter, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 25, do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes. Now that's in the context of some other things you can read that, but 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 that that not being afraid, the King James says, of sudden fear. Like there are things that scare us, but we're not supposed to hold on to just being terrified of those things. So it, Is it going to come? Yes, it's going to come. Will the impulse come? Yes, but am I out of control? Do I lack the ability to control myself? No. You do not, and especially if you have the Spirit of God within you. The thing that I like about what James says is that he says, know this, my beloved brothers, let Everyone, let every person, let all of the people who hear the sound of this reading of this epistle in your church, let them all. So there's not like, um, you know, let the pastors or let the deacons or let the, no, it's everyone. This means what's about to be said applies to everyone, which means that everyone is capable of doing what follows. So how we ensure that the righteousness of God is worked out in our lives, especially when we get angry. He says that we must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Hopefully we understand why we should be slow to anger again. The natural impo- okay, that's dead. That's a given. I'm mad right now. I mean, I mean and, and, and it can be over small things. So it can be over if you're married. My wife is in, in Pennsylvania helping my, uh, my, my uh, daughter and her family out. Um, but if you are married, I don't know how many people, you might respond differently, but I'm a person that if I put my water right there, I'm going to remember my water's there. I mean, I can forget, right? I mean, I'm a human being, so I can't forget. Or if I put my key, and it gets to stay there until somebody moves it, preferably me. When it's not me, and I'm looking for it, and I can't find it anywhere, and I'm wondering why somebody moved it. Cause I'm need my water now. Then I'm wondering why was it moved? Did somebody throw it away? Why didn't they tell me? That's really the biggest. Why didn't you tell me? Or you come in? This will be me sometimes. This everybody knows. You should see this. You should see me and my wife. Y'all know I love my wife. But sometimes my wife will clean the room and everything is in different places. And she doesn't communicate, oh yeah, I moved your keys here, I moved this there. And so, you know, the brother, like in a rush, you know what? uh, You in a rush? My keys, man. Y'all see my keys around here? Dang, man, I got to text him and say I'm going to be late. Why can't you just tell me that you move some stuff around and like your key's in the drawer, uh, your water's right there. Why, why can't you just do that? So that would be the thought that goes through my mind. Now, I can, I, I can there, there's certain ways you can handle that situation. Here's a bad way to handle that situation. Man, why are you always moving my stuff around without telling me? I know y'all, I know y'all too say, y'all don't do that, but, but, I've been married long enough to know, don't do that. That's not even the spirit of the Lord. That's just like, don't, don't even, don't, hey, bruh, like, think about some good things right now. Yeah, think about some good things. She came for the house right now. You know, she, she's taking initiative. Thank you, Lord. But where's my stuff, though? That's what I'm really concerned about in that moment. I don't, I don't care about that. I could have cleaned the joint up. Really, right? So my focus is on what I want. In that moment. now, a better way to handle that situation is to say, "Hey sweetie, that's not called my wife. Hey sweetie, you see my keys Now sometimes my wife will forget, so <laughs> But most of y'all don't have that problem. So see I'm remembering that. like even if she forgets, okay, like okay, what are you going to do if she doesn't remember, right? Trying to, I'm trying to distance. <laughs> you see my keys, babe. Tell me where the keys at. Thank you. Now, maybe in a different setting, I will bring up. Hey, you know, because um, I'm sorry. One other thing about this, for my wife, it is impulse, right? It, it is like you know, stuff might be somewhere for where What stuff might usually be there for? A while, and then all of a sudden, it's gone. <laughs> so, I, I would just ask a question, "Hey, babe, when you um, clean up, can you try to remember to tell me, like, if you're thinking about it, or because if she warns me, I'll put it wherever I want to. I, I'll do that, right? Um, but can you tell me, you know, she, she's not going going to plan like that. She's just going to be inspired in that moment and then, like a hurricane, clean that joint up, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. So." Or, like, can you just put everything in this spot for me? Why would I ask her to do that? Because I know when I can't find my keys, there's going to be an impulse. There's going to be a reaction. Now, I'm not going to respond like my little brother. No way. (laughs) That was before Christ (laughs) for me to respond like that. But I'm not going to respond like my little brother, but I'm going to have a response internally because I don't like it. Did she sin against me? No. No, she didn't. She's just caring for our home. But the way I receive it is it's inconveniencing me right now. Now, is it anything wrong to say, hey, babe, can you? No, there's nothing wrong with that. But is there anything wrong with, man, every time you, you always, the ah, this. Something more to even the words that you're saying is, is involved in that. And so she's going to feel some kind of way about that. And I would too because probably her focus is not that I'm trying to move his keys to inconvenience him. That's not what she's thinking. She's thinking I'm trying to care for my home right now. And so it becomes some, about something totally, something that doesn't even make sense to argue about or to have strong words for. But the impulse is, where my keys? Where my water? Where's my ah, 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 ah? So you fill in the blank for whatever it is for you. There are things that those who are close to you do that causes a reaction in you that you can respond in a godly way, or you can respond in a human way. And because of the Spirit of God in you, even if you excused it in that moment, hopefully at some point you recognize, man, there was no excuse for what I just did or what I did then. And if you married, man, hopefully you have that conversation soon. Because if not, I don't know what it is about women, but man, they got like a photographic memory that everything you did like like that is just going to come out and you're going to be like, man, I thought we were talking about this. And it's like, nah, we're talking about everything, my brother. My brother. <laughs> You brought the smoke. It's my turn now. Ah, right, right. Now my impulse going to come out. <laughs> I've seen that happen. My wife don't be she don't me carrying it like that. Most of the time. I mean, she has a moment. She, she's a human being. I mean, we all have the ability to bring that out of people. But what we're supposed to do to overcome is slow it down. Most people sorry, most people. That's probably not true. Some people in here probably have seen The Matrix. So in The Matrix, there's this person who's supposed to be like the one, who's supposed to overcome uh, the machines who have taken over the world, basically, and and have people just mindlessly participating in life on the terms of the machine. So the one is supposed to come and, and dethrone the machines. So the one doesn't believe he's the one, but then there's this scene where he's trying to save somebody, and this brother starts doing his thing. At one point, there's some gun bullets coming at him, and he's just dodging them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he doesn't look fast. He looks slow. And then there's this other, 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 other scene in the, in the um, metro station where the brother He wasn't starting to believe. He was dead in. He was like, that brother was in slow (laughs) motion. Just blocking everything. (laughs) Slow motion. He was going so fast, he was slow. He was going so slow, he was fast. When it comes to these impulses, we need to slow it down. We need to slow it down. Slow it down. Do whatever you have to do. Count to ten. Count to one. No, I'm sorry, count to three, don't count to one. One probably not gonna do much. <laughs> count slow. If you count to three, count slow. Count backwards. <laughs> but in in the words of people from around my way growing up, man, get yourself together. Take that moment to get yourself together. Slow it down so that that impulse does. It's not like my brother, right? He didn't flush. Ah, ah. ah oh. He just responded to it. He didn't even know what all oh, what to do with it, right? Well, you're not him. You're much older than he was at that at that point in his life. So you can slow it down. So be slow to speak. Be slow to anger. We understand why to be slow to anger, but we want to, and I'm going, I'm using slow first, not quick. Because for most of us, like I said, we're not my, my little brother. Oftentimes, our anger comes out in our words. And so before I speak, I need to slow down, gather my thoughts, Take them and bring them into obedience to what Christ calls me to. You have to slow down for that. You stub your toe. You got to, hey, ah, slow it down. You slow it down. And this is what, like, this is why you slow it down. Proverbs 10, 19. When words are many, Transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. Now remember, this is, this is just, Proverbs is just wisdom literature. It does, it's not even, Proverbs doesn't talk about the Holy Spirit. It's just, thought, this is before the Spirit of God is given to, to us. The Spirit was around. The Spirit came on particular people for particular tasks at particular times. But the spirit wasn't upon them like it is us. But they still get the instruction, right? They get the instruction. When words are many, transgression is not lacking. But whoever restrains his lips is prudent. So apparently people could restrain their lips. Which means you can, I can restrain my lips. Because my my impulse is going to be seen in my words if I don't slow it down. So I need to remember that it's possible to restrain my lips. I need to, I need to know that. I need to remember, Proverbs twelve eighteen that there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. So it's not even just about controlling my impulse. It's like, how do I want my words to be used? What kind of impact do I want my words to have on people, whether I have an impulse that is, like, joyful or that is not so joyful? But words aren't the only way we express our anger. I I remember I had to do the dishes, um, Yesterday, no, nah, no, nah, I had to do dishes when I was young. And I don't remember if it was, I don't think it was after Thanksgiving. But anyway, I know I was, I was upset. And so I knew I couldn't, like you couldn't, like I, moms from my mother's generation, like you don't, you talk to them, you learn, you learn how to control your lips around them real fast. Yeah, yeah. If you want to keep them. Then you just then you just like you learn how to just be like all right yeah I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say but it's gonna be right here right there, right there all right? it's not gonna come out here it's just gonna be right here here yeah, but so 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 I could control my lips but sometimes you know you still find little slick ways to give expression so I'm not gonna use my lips. But every time I move one of these dishes, somebody's going to know I'm not happy. <laughs> somebody's going to know that. Or the way that I talk to people, now, now we're getting back, that was me, I couldn't talk to my mom. But the way we talk to people, we can talk to people in a short way, we can talk to people in an irritated way, we can talk to people in ways that don't give full vent to how we're feeling, but we're still wrong. Yeah. Right? We're, it's still that, that impulse is still controlling you. So we, we, we need to slow it down and we need to make sure our words are not like thrusts of swords. We need to make sure that when we talk that, that there is not transgression and we can do that. This is the thing about, about anger. The, the Hebrew word that's translated anger is very interesting because the word means, <laughs> means nose, face, anger, nostrils. Think back to my little brother. See, you're not going to see any, well, you'll see my face. My face will change. I can't play poker. So if I'm feeling a certain way, more than likely, you know, it's not my tongue usually that needs to be delivered. It's my face. So, hey, remember, it's not about deliverance in terms of casting out. It's rejecting that. Remember that. (laughs) So my little brother, remember, he's, he's, he's lighter than I am. So you can see with how, with that, with that illustration, his nose, his face. You couldn't see the, the, the steam coming out of his nose. You couldn't see that, but everything about him was all controlled by his emotions, and boom! So the, the, the Hebrew word is about that. It's about, right now, everything in me is raw. So all of that, that description of Like you see in cartoons, just steam coming out of everywhere and people or the the character becoming red and all of that. That's what that word denotes. It's that you're overtaken by anger right now. And as I said earlier, anger is not always bad because God can be angry. And Jesus demonstrated his zeal through, through actions that appeared to be angry when he cleaned out the temple. So we're to be slow to anger, we're to be slow to speak because our words can be like sword thrusts if we allow our anger to uh, influence and, and flavor our words. We're told, though, to be quick to do the opposite of speak, and that is to listen. We should ask we is we're getting to some practicalities here. So in the midst of conversation, if someone says something to you or if someone does something to you, we should be, we should ask questions. One of my favorite books in the, in the, out there about evangelism is called Questioning Evangelism. Why is it one of my favorites? It's because it removes assumption. So you can ask questions so that you can, you can speak with precision. In our interactions, especially when we have an anger come upon us, we should, before we make any statement, we should ask questions. We should ask questions of the person we're interacting with. Babe, do you be meaning to uh, hide my keys from me? Well, of course I'm not going to ask that question because I already know. But I might ask myself that question because I need to calm myself down. Like bro, it's not like she's trying to hide the keys from you, right? I'm like Pastor Kurt. I I talk to myself. I will. You got you you got to, cause sometimes, the <laughs> demon that needs to be cast out. Who is it? It's you. <laughs> so you got. So so it's like, hey man, it's not like she's trying to hide your keys from you. So don't go to her like she is trying to hide your keys from you, right? That that that's the that's 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 the outcome of the answer to that question, but. Ask yourself questions, and ask the person questions to get clar- clarity. Because usually, probably, whatever you feel like they, wh- whatever you feel like they were, whatever, however you're processing what they're doing as they're trying to do X, Y, Z to me, is probably not the case. Now, it may be with people who are out in the world. It could be that they're trying to do things, but there's even a way to deal with them, right? I mean, we 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 don't have to respond to them. In the, in the same way that they respond to us. See, the scheme of the devil is to have us to be quick to speak rather than be quick to listen or quick to hear. And so we have to recognize that so that we can do something different. So we ask questions. We ask also, one of the questions I should should ask myself, we should ask ourselves is, is my potential expression of anger proportionate to what reality is? If, again, my wife is not trying to hide anything from me. My wife is one of the sweetest people I know. From the very beginning, I called her sweetie because she was sweet in my opinion. She was a sweet person, period, whether she was my wife or not. Man, you just nice. You just do stuff for people anyway. So is my response, is it appropriate for what's really going on? Because so often it's not. So often our response is just emotion-driven, feeling-driven, and we cannot empower our emotions with just a knee-jerk reaction. We have, to, we have to take that captive. And one of the ways we can do that is by asking the question, is my anger proportionate to what the situation really is? Not how I feel about the situation, but what it really is. So that's why we ask questions. What is the situation really? Right? Because if we're angry, being angry, angry is like walking in here with shades on. You can still see but you're gonna see through those shades. It's gonna flavor how you process what you see. Right? So having emotion is gonna process how we it's gonna it's gonna cause us to process what we're experiencing in a way that may be inaccurate, may be inaccurate. And if my goal is to produce the righteousness of God, then I have to ask myself, well, I have to ask myself, is that my goal? Is my goal to express my displeasure, or is my goal to produce the righteousness of God in this situation? And if it's not to produce the righteousness of God and be, before you're transparent with other people, you need to know how to be transparent with yourself. So if that's not your your goal, if my goal is not to produce the righteousness of God, if my goal is to say, man, I just need to get this off my chest. Hmm. I, I don't see anywhere where scripture tells us to do that. I know what you're saying because I understand English and I understand, you know, what that, what that means. But I don't see anywhere where God encourages us to, man, just go ahead and get it off your chest, man. Because, see, if from where I'm from, getting it off your chest is just like, all right, man, go ahead and get them gloves. Or we'll just go bare knuckle. Let's just get it off our chest right quick. And then we can go back to, like, whatever we were doing. Believers, we don't do that, though. That's not how we handle things. Right? So that's, that's inappropriate. So we have to ask ourselves, okay, what, 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 is, what is my objective? Is my objective to produce the righteousness of God or to produce an outcome just that I want? because you 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 can you can have an effect. You will have you were created to have effect. So you're you're going to have an effect. The question is what kind of effect do you want to have? And are you building yourself up to be able to have that effect quicker. Right? So that's why time is needed because we have to build ourselves up to the point where maybe our natural reactions change. That's possible. In the church I, I grew up in, we don't say this a lot. Um, I don't even know if we ever say it around here. But, um, but they used to say this to just highlight how much God has done in their lives. They would say, the places I used to go, I don't go anymore. The things I used to say, I don't say anymore. The people I used to hang around, I don't hang around them anymore. Well, what, what happened? What happened was the reward of going to those places didn't deliver a reward anymore for them because their heart had been changed. Yeah. God can change our hearts so that we respond in anger slower and slower. Mm-hmm. Or we control ourselves to, to the degree that, you know what, Now I'm going to ask myself this question. Is this what's really happening? Okay, even if that is what's really happening, what's my goal right now? Is my objective to produce the righteousness of God or impose my own righteousness? And if my goal is to produce the righteousness of God, then I have to go about it in the way that God does things or else the outcome is not going to be the outcome that he wants. So we have to be quick to hear. We have to listen to ourselves And we have to listen to other people. We all have been the person, all of us have probably been the person, that in the midst of a conversation, we're listening to make a statement. We're not listening to learn. We're listening to make a statement about what was said or to uh, debunk what was said rather than ask a question. Do you mean this? Are you saying that? Those are questions that will help us to hear what's really being said because we are processing what's really going on through how we hear. So James says that we're to be quick to to hear or listen. We're to be slow to speak because we don't want to speak in anger. Why don't we want to speak in anger? Because the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The enemy wants us to think that our anger is just all that, that it's ultimate, that it controls us. It can feel like it controls us like it did my little brother, but it doesn't control you. Amen. You've been bought with a price if you know Jesus Christ. You've been filled with his spirit. You're a partaker of the divine nature. So the the, the power and authority to walk in the way that pleases God is within you. And the Bible lets us know that greater is he who's in us than he who is in the world. That's talking about the spirit, as, as Pastor Kurt so eloquently points out. For some of us, there's a gangster, or you fill in a blank, that's in the basement of your soul. That has to be put in check sometimes, right? Well, you put them in check by, slow down. Let me listen. Let me understand how I can speak in a way that produces the righteousness of God. James 1, 19 and through 21. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, or Emotion or feeling or impulse. Why? For the anger of man, the expression of those impulses, that emotion, does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. Um, We know we've been talking about for quite some times uh, uh, about how we're supposed to pursue holiness, but I just want to highlight um, through this verse the importance of the word of God in our transformation. For we know that Romans 12 tells us not to be uh, conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And this passage lets us know that if we receive with meekness, with humility, the implanted word that we Our souls will be saved. We know that part of being saved includes being transformed. And here's just a couple of passages just to help you. So help you because Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your your word lights the way, the direction in which I ought to go. So even though I have this feeling, this impulse, Lord, may your word light the way so that I can end up in a place where I'm producing your righteousness the psalmist also said in the same chapter 119 verse 11 I have stored your word in my heart that I might not sin against you let's begin to see our conversations and the opportunities for being angry or or, or interactions to be angry let's see those as opportunities to not sin against God rather than to do what I want to do, or rather than to do what comes natural to me, let me focus on, like, what does it mean right now to honor God? Because if we do that, he will empower us. He will empower us to execute that because his word will be a lamp to which direction we should go in. It will light our path. So I would advise if you struggle with anger, There have been a number of passages shared today that should let you know how to use your words, let you know the danger of what anger does, and remind you that anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. Um, Strategic scripture reading, there's no substitute for that. As as children, we either had that formula or that breast milk. But hopefully all the grown people in here are all for breast milk. <laughs> what, what 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 gives you nutrients now, it's changed. So sometimes, all right, don't think about it too much. No, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes that those passages that just remind you of the area that you're working on and how you can overcome and the authority that you have access to will help you. And you may not always need to read those scriptures all of your life. But man, if you do, so what? If you can glorify God, so what? But more than likely you won't have to read them all your life. More than likely you'll point back to yeah, man, I remember that passage from yeah, I was just walking through a time where I was just just I was navigating through like being sinfully angry and I used to read that every day. Or I used to read it every other day. For all of the areas we'll talk about if there are passages that just in, that just help you to just put on Christ in that area, to to be mindful of your desire, it's a passage that will help you to say, you know what, I'm just just going to distance myself from that from that practice. A passage that you need to just let marinate in you, had a time to marinate, and then of course, hopefully you've been transparent with yourself so you don't. You're not ashamed to be transparent before others because we're all trying to grow around here. That should should be true. We're not here just, just to gather. We're here because the Lord gave his life for us, called us by name individually to himself, and brought us to Solid Rock Church. And we have the opportunity to please them in what we do, to control our thoughts. Remember, 2 Corinthians 10, right, that we're called to take every thought captive. And in the area of anger, that's a good passage to remember, one that to remind you it's possible to take these, not only these thoughts, but these feelings, and to harness them in a way to where they do not control you. What you're controlling them. You cannot control that you feel them, but you can control how you, how you walk that out. You can affect the outcome of your own actions by slowing down, by listening, by reminding myself that I'm going to bring this thought captive. This thought and these actions that come from the thought, these, this impulse it it came but how i execute that that i can bring into the obedience of christ let's pray dear lord we thank you so much that you hmm, that you are merciful and that you are kind that you have not treated us in accordance with your anger, your um, natural impulse to destroy sin. Lord, you did not choose to just wipe us out, but you chose instead to send your son, Jesus Christ, to experience your anger on our behalf, your righteous anger, your wrath. And now we are here as those who desire to please you And how we process our natural impulses. We want our anger to be harnessed in such a way that we don't sin, and we don't just want not to sin, but Lord, what we want is that we want to produce your righteousness, for that is what we were created to do. But Lord, we know that it's a battle. It's a battle between the gods, that that there are things that are put in our way, so like with Job, like, Lord, if you Take this away. He'll do that. And not only do we have an enemy, but we have our own natural impulses that can be shaped by our own personality, that can be shaped by our background, that can be shaped by even the natural hurt of a situation. Would you help us, Lord? Help us to slow down. Help us to listen for your voice through your word. Hopefully we have stored up your word in our heart like the psalmist so that we may not sin against you. Lord, would you help our words and our actions to exude the aroma of Christ. And where, that, where we fell in that area, Lord, may we remember that we are in process right now. May we not be discouraged to the point of giving up, but may we come to you and be honest with you with where we are. And may we cry out to you for help. And may we read scripture strategically. And Lord, may we be transparent in our groups and with our friends who know you. Not transparent so that they can excuse our impulses, but transparent so that they can pray for us, so that they even might be able to share a passage with us that we may add to our strategic scripture reading, that that they may ask us timely questions when we tell them about situations that we're engaged in and that we're navigating. Thank you, Lord, for your church. Thank you for community. Lord, thank you for us embodying around here. This is what we're going to embody. That we're not leaving anybody behind, Lord. And so we're going to be grown on our own faith, but we're also not going to be like Cain. We are going to be our brother's keeper around here, Lord. Because it will glorify you. And that's why we're here that's what you created us for so thank you Lord we ask you that you would allow us to be able to apply some of what was said in our lives thank you for your word thank you that our feelings do not have the ultimate authority in our lives but you do in Jesus name we thank you and we praise you amen 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 amen, amen.